Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about quantum mental investing in the stock market. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. What we do here is what we call quantum mental investing. We take quantitative execution using algorithms and computer systems to tell us when to commit capital, when to protect capital. We combine that with a fundamental foundation. That's the information I share with you every week during this week in review. Now, we're doing the week in review today at 430. I'm going to be off the desk tomorrow. So I thought I'd um, just share with you some of my thoughts about the week that we've just had and the week ahead, what we'll be looking for on the Armour Trading Desk. So what we're going to do is go over the market itself, the big picture first, looking at the indexes. Then we're going to drill down into the precious metals space. As always, that has been a major um, part of our portfolios at the Armour Report. And um, then we'll drop down and discuss specific positions that are in armor portfolios and what we think that means about the market going forward. And of course, I'll answer any questions you have. You can fill up the chat board right now. And when I get to the end of some of my thoughts, you know, we'll, we'll rattle through as many questions as we can time permitting. A um, couple of thoughts here, right? If you enjoy the conversation, give me a thumbs up. It always helps on YouTube. I appreciate it. If you want to subscribe to the armor report on YouTube, it's right down here in the description part of um, this video. You can also subscribe to the Armor Report. Check it out. It's a website I created for you that takes these conversations that we see on YouTube. We do a deeper dive all week long. You can be part of our Armor Slack trading desk where we're sharing ideas as they're happening. And of course, all the other things that are on the site. So just go take a look. It's armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. And consider becoming a subscriber if you think it would work for you, and it would help you. Um, all of this information I'm sharing with you, of course, is information I use in my own personal portfolio and for uh, capital I manage through our interactive brokers relationship. I don't know you. I can't possibly tell you what to do with your portfolio, what stocks to buy, okay? If you want that one-on-one -on -one contact, you could become an Armor Insider, and we can chat one-on-one. -on -one. But for the sake of these conversations, I'm sharing with you over 30 years of experience managing capital, my own and for investors, okay? I'm going to share my successes, failures, things I've learned, and help you reach higher as you try to manage your own assets, okay? So let's dive in um, and start. I always like to begin with a, um, a review of the indexes themselves, okay? So here's a chart of the S&P. So we had another great week in the S&P. And just to re, um, reiterate, for those of you who know this, bear with me. For those of you who are new, we have the Armor Risk Monitor on the ArmorReport.com website. It tells us what the seven index ETF um, algorithms are telling us about the indexes. So these are all the ETFs we trade, the seven big indexes, the S&P, the NASDAQ, SPY, QQQ, DIA, IWM, 
the Momentum Index, MTUM, the Value, VLUE, and the, um, and the IBD50, FFTY. When our algorithms on these seven indexes show us confluence, meaning they're all going in one direction at the same time, that's when our risk monitor change, changes colors. So the last time we had that was the 29th of June, right here. And so what we do at that moment is we have five days to put capital to work. And you could see how well this worked on this particular setup. One, two, three, four, five up days in a row. That's when we were putting capital to work. The closer to that buy point, the better. So it's always best to be aggressive day one and day two. Then you fill out the portfolio in the next couple of days. And then what you do is manage your success the rest of the way. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Risk monitor yellow. Nothing has changed. What would get us to change? A break below this trend line here and probably the 25-day moving average at this point. In the past, I've said to you the 50-day. But it looks like we're getting further and further away from the 50. So we start using the 25-day as our trailed stop on the market. The other thing that would get us to raise some cash is um, what I would call, what you've heard said before, a blow-off top. The market runs for a couple of weeks right up to the top of this pitchfork, okay? And then maybe we'll start booking some profits. On the way up there, we're probably booking profits because if the S&P is making that move, you better believe stocks in our portfolio are just, you know, levitating. And so they're going to be hitting key targets and we'll be booking profits on that run. But that hasn't happened yet. And so what we do is we're watching what we call a grinding market. It's grinding higher. This is what I mean by grinding higher, right? The market's climbing a wall of worry. Now you've heard that said before and it's, it continues to be true. It will always be true. It's human nature. People are always in, for some strange reason, the, the human is comfortable losing money and uncomfortable making money. When you're making money, you're always wondering, when should I book it? When should I take it off the table? When's it going to turn on me? When you're losing money, you're always saying, oh, I'll average down. It'll be okay. It's a great investment as you lose more and more money. So what we try to do at the Armour Report is help you change that language that's in your head. Okay? It'll make you a much more effective manager of your own capital if you get disgusted when you lose money and you get comfortable making money, okay? And so um, an Armour Insider, Matt, I appreciate it, um, put into the room this week an interesting quote, and I thought I'd read it for you. It's a quote from one of my favorite uh, money managers, one of the best of all times, his name is Peter Lynch. And the quote is this, far more money has been lost by investors preparing for a correction or trying to anticipate a correction than has ever been lost in corrections themselves. Now, Peter Lynch is a buy and hold guy. I don't subscribe to that. I don't think buy and holding makes any sense. But what I do take from that and what I share with you today is that it's almost an opportunity cost of money too. If you spend all your time worried about when the next correction is going to hit, you're missing unbelievable opportunities to make money. 
So let's go over the armor investing way of managing risk. Okay, I'm not going to go over everything today, but I'm just going to hit on one simple point. We are not top callers. We are not looking at crystal balls. Our algorithms are not guessing what's going to happen next week. The algorithms we employ, the reason we were putting all of our capital to work at the end of March, early April, and then investing again capital on the 29th of June is because those seven indexes that we follow, we have proprietary algorithms on them, were all telling us to put capital to work at once. That confluence is a footprint. What these algorithms are really showing us, and they're probability algorithms, by the way, Right? They're not neural networks guessing what's going to happen. They're just saying when this happens, when this structure occurs, there is a high probability that the market will go higher in the future. Okay? Whatever the probability is, sometimes it's going to be wrong. Right? It's not 100%, right? It's a probability. Even if it's right 8 out of 10 times, you're going to lose money twice. You're going to put all your money to work. And you're going to get hit for a couple. It's going to happen. Okay? But statistically speaking, over time, when we get that confluence, the algorithms are telling us that the elephants in the room are beginning to stampede. Those elephants are institutional capital. It can be endowment funds. It can be pension plans. It can be hedge funds. It can be sovereign wealth funds. Right? These are billions of dollars. When they put capital to work, they don't choose one index or one stock. They put capital to work across the board. And it's that confluence that gives us a high probability of success. So when the elephants begin to stampede, we're the cheetahs. Okay, we're the cheetahs on the plains. Our job is to run through their legs, okay, not get stepped on, and get out in front of them. And that's how we build net worth over time. So how do we manage our risk? We don't manage it by looking at all the litany of things that we could talk about right now. I just saw another chart today. I think it was the S&P and the P.E. ratio, and it's as high as it was in 2000. No, in, uh, yeah, in, in 2000, 2001 or 1998, 99, you know, and it's like this was a zero hedge piece who loves to be negative. And, you know, so they're wrong. 90% of the time, but then they'll be right 10% of the time and be really loud about it. Um, but I mean, there's some things on zero hedge I like, and I, every now and then I read it. This was an interesting piece, and it shows this chart. It says, when's the end coming? Okay, well, the end could come two months from now, right? So the chart does nothing for me. I don't care that the S&P versus the P-E ratio forward earnings are at all-time highs. That's anecdotal information that does nothing to help me manage my risk. And there's a litany of information like that, put call ratios, all this kind of stuff. People have been afraid of that for the last month, right? All that stuff has been out there for the last month. This whole time that the armor report, right, is, is um, you know, in, in, all, in all humility, making a fortune. 
All of those concerns are out there. So how do we deal with those concerns? We have a specific armor investing way of managing risk. We simply use raise stops, okay? We use raise stops and we let the positions run. The idea is to cut your losses quick and let your successes run and use trailed stops on the way up and put blinders on. Could there be a huge down day around the corner? Absolutely. It may take us out of 50% of our portfolio that day. It'll be a bad day. But all of those top callers and naysayers will still be wrong. They'll be right that day. But when you look at the net worth of our portfolios, they're going to be wrong. They've missed the entire move. So what if we have a bad day? It's going to happen. You're never going to call the top. If you spend your whole life trying to call the top, you're going to miss the entire move. You have to become comfortable with the understanding that there will be a couple bad days. You use trailed stops. You can increase those trailed stops if you want. If you get to a point where you've made so much money, you say, I don't need any more at this point. This is crazy. Okay, use a more aggressive trailed stop. But trail nonetheless. So you don't take your emotions and you don't force your will on the market. Okay? We have to get while the getting's good. This is an unbelievable year, 2020. They're not all like this. So we have to make what we can in years like this. So in lean years where we're just blocking and tackling and the market's going nowhere, we have these gains that we realize, right? And we say, hey, we're, we're working on, I don't know what the statistic would be. Who knows, five or 10 years worth of gains. It's happening in, year, in, in one year. And if you think of, let's say, 7% a year is your bogey because that money doubles if you do 7% a year for 10 years, your money doubles, right? So, okay, I digress. But my point being, try to stop guessing where it's going to end and just focus on managing capital correctly. Focus on the process and the results will follow, okay? If you focus on counting your money, you're going to have less of it. Those are my thoughts for today. Um, let's jump over to precious metals real quick. Okay. By the way, do we think the S&P is going to make it to the top of the channel? Well, let's look at the leadership real quick. There's the NASDAQ blowing out. Right? IBD 50, which is another, what I would say is like a, a leading index of your aggressive growth stocks. Blowing out. Momentum index blowing out. But let's um, just take a look at uh, take a look at this chart here. I'm going to share with you GDX for a minute. Uh, that's the IBD 50 right there. Okay, so about it's on the process of making new highs. Right? Here's the momentum index. Blowing out. 
Now let's take a look at gold stocks. So those of you who know what's, uh, what I've been saying, let me just repeat for those of you who don't. At the end of every month, precious metals experience weakness. It happens almost every month. When futures roll from one month to another, there's natural pressure. Not a surprise this week. Let's go to the chart, take a look at what happened. This is, share, this is GDX, the ETF for all of the gold stocks. Okay? All we had this, this, this uh, month, this whole month, has been a month of a double bottom on the 50-day moving average. So we had a rip off the bottom down here in April and May. Then we had a month-long consolidation at the 50-day moving average. Then another rip. Now another month-long consolidation at the 50-day moving average. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't guess. All I do is use trailed stops and let the market tell me what's happening next. We read and react to what's happening. As long as the market, the GDX, stays above its double bottom, above the 50-day, and above the low of August 11th, all we're doing is a very healthy consolidation, getting ready for the next leg higher. So we get to the end of OPEX today, and we see precious metals up. Gold was up one and three quarters percent. Silver was up two percent. The month of September. I don't know what's going to happen. This is what I expect to happen. If we get stopped out, I don't care what my expectations are. I'm not going to force my will on the market. So I'm going to share with you what I think is going to happen. But please remember, the armor report, we have stops. If we get stopped out, we're done. And we've had a huge run. We're not greedy. We get stopped out, we're done. Okay, great. It was a great run. We'll look for something else. Now, having said all that, I'm expecting September to be a strong month for metals and the mining stocks. Okay, I have a lot of conversations with guys about um, – why don't mining stocks go up as fast as the metal? And what I would say is take a step back and look at the run starting late March. In the beginning, the mining stocks took off before the metal ever moved. Silver hadn't even moved yet. Silver stocks were going up. Then for a couple months, silver and gold blew out bullion prices and metal stocks went higher, but everyone's focused on the bullion. This is like a relay race, right? Bullion runs metal uh, mining companies run mining companies run then the bullion runs okay so i expect september to be a good month i expect metals prices to continue to, to move higher but i um, in the month of september is usually the largest conference of the year it's held in denver i think but uh, who knows maybe it'll be online this year i guess for precious metals mining companies okay and one of the reasons gold stocks did not and silver stocks did not run this past month of August is we had all the earnings come out. And while they were blow away earnings, they looked great. The companies didn't guide higher. They didn't guide at all. They said, we don't know what's going to happen going forward, blah, 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 like all the other pandemic earnings announcements. But I think what you may see in September are management teams of mining companies willing to reassess what they expect to happen based on their business, their minds, and the price. And when they make that reassessment, analysts will then come out with higher price targets, better earnings expectations, and this will drive the mining stocks. It's just a guess, okay? But it wouldn't be a surprise if that's how September plays out. We'll just have to see. 
All right, we'll play it by ear. Um, let's move on to uh, my last thought before I get to questions. I wanted to review for you a number of positions that are in Armour portfolios. I'm just going to go through some charts. I'm going to share with you what I think it means about the mechanical bull market and where we're headed. Okay. So we'll just no particular order. I'm just going to throw it out here, right? We own shares of Viva Systems on uh, April 8th. We put it in the portfolio at 160.11. Stock blew out today with earnings. Earnings were an absolute blowout again. And the stock ran up with earnings, right? It didn't blow out. It just made a new high. Okay. Um, this is a classic example of a disruptive growth stock that's business model has been propelled forward because of the paradigmatic shift in the pandemic economy. That was a mouthful, but I'll, I'll say it again. There's been a paradigmatic shift in the economy because of the pandemic. There are certain companies that are in the sweet spot of that shift. Viva Systems is one perfect example. It's a niche cloud company in the health and science business. Pharmaceutical companies and biotechs use their software to get through the drug approval process. Obviously, there's a lot of that activity right now from vaccines and treatments. Their business was already booming and it's accelerating. Let's go look at another name. Spotify, we've owned it a couple times. Just started to break out again. Okay, we're in here recently. Stock is starting to move higher. Um, let's take a look at um, these three stocks. Google, we added it right here. Recently, Google's breaking out, leading the market. Roku, we've been talking about this stock for a while. Anybody listening the last few Saturdays, I've been telling you, this stock is due for a breakout. Well, we got it in the last three days, and it closed at an all-time high. Is it an all-time high? It may be, or it touched an all-time high. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it closed at an all-time high. Okay. By the way, take a look at this chart pattern and then look at Viva Systems. You guys might remember I did a video about this a while back. Viva Systems had the same setup. You could see this pennant forming. And we added the stock right as it broke out of the pennant. And in fact, if I go like, if I go like this, you might be able to, oops. See, that's what the chart looked like before it went up a lot. And then, of course, it gets scrunched down as the stock goes up. So now look at Roku, one of my favorite chart patterns. Same setup. Now it's starting to break out. Google is leading, and we added shares of Pinterest to the portfolio this week. Why? Okay. This is another example of the pandemic and how it changes the portfolio and changes um, the economy. Advertising ground to a halt during the pandemic. 
the advertising companies, Google being really the standard bearer of that category, suffered. Then they've come through a couple earnings announcements. Everybody's priced in the bad news, and ad spend is starting to come back. We don't know how aggressively it comes back, but it's coming back, and these stocks are breaking out. Google, Roku, Pinterest, those are all ad spend stories. I'm sure there's others out there. Those are our top three favorites. Okay? So we're taking advantage of the pandemic changes to the economy and building a portfolio around those names, and that's why we're driving alpha in our portfolio. Okay? Now let's switch over to um, a couple of old school names. We've traded Netflix periodically. We're in it again. We bought it originally here. We sold it right up around here. We just bought it back a few days ago, and it blew out this week. Okay? Same thing with Microsoft in the portfolio. Now, what does this sound like to you? Microsoft, Netflix, Google. So I say to you, there's a secret to the mechanical bull market into what we own in our portfolio. And it's that the leadership is leading. We don't start buying lagging stocks and lagging sectors because we think they're cheap. We think the PE ratio is great. We think they might catch up. We focus on leadership. As long as the leaders keep leading, the mechanical bull market is intact. I don't care about put call ratios. I don't care about PE to forward earnings mumbo jumbo, which is a technical term, mumbo jumbo. Okay. What we care about is leadership, breakouts, follow throughs. That keeps happening. The market keeps grinding higher. When the leaders get stopped out, when our portfolio goes to cash because our leaders are getting stopped out, trail stops are being hit, the bull market's over. Okay? Now, what we're also doing is making money in some old, cool, old school stocks. Right? We own shares of Target down here right before the stock had a blowout number and it ran up. But again, guys, this is a pandemic story. The pandemic is driving business to these big, big box retailers, really at the expense of, of, of the smaller guys. Okay, Home Depot, same story. People are stuck at home. Guess what? They're all taking care of their houses. People are moving out of cities into suburbs and they're building. Boom, stock goes up. This isn't rocket science. Here's my favorite trade. Man, I mean, there's so many great trades in the armor portfolios, but this is one of my favorites. We watched... MasterCard breakout. Okay, I wasn't, I'm not on MasterCard. I didn't buy MasterCard. I watched it break out. We bought shares of Visa. This was a no-brainer. MasterCard broke out first. We bought Visa. Visa's breaking out. Consumer confidence is growing. People are spending more. Look at the breakouts that, are, that I'm showing you guys. This is a mechanical bull market. All we have to do is watch these positions, manage our risk, raise our stops. When we get stopped out, we know the music is over. And I'll just finish with this right here. Hang on a sec, guys. This is a live recording. Don't go away. Hey, Larry, I'll give you a call back, all right? All right.
All right, guys. Disney. I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. Anybody who doesn't own Disney now, I believe a year from now is going to look back and say, how could I not own that stock? It's so easy. Okay? It's so easy to me. I'm not telling you what to do in your portfolio. I don't know what your portfolio looks like. But to me, this position is the biggest position for an individual stock in armor portfolios right now. And the reason is simple. Let's just look at it real quick. And then I'll be done and I'll start taking questions. Okay? Look at Disney's chart. Okay? Disney consolidated. Let's take a look at the weekly. Disney had a huge consolidation going back to 2015, trading in a range, and blew out the top side of that range. That blowout, guys, ladies and gentlemen, that blowout right here, the gap up, is because they unleashed Disney Plus. Okay? Then the pandemic hit, and the stock imploded. And all of a sudden, Wall Street didn't care about the dramatic um, change in Disney's business into really a technology company and only cared about the fact that they have some parks that aren't being used. Okay. The short sightedness of wall street. Um, I will, I will never uh, grow tired of it. It's, it's, it's incredible. Okay. So what we had last quarter was a gap up. I think it's possible that gap never gets filled. It's possible because what management said on that call was that first of all, at reduced capacity, they're still cash flow positive with their theme parks. And they started to reveal what's happening with their technology side of their business. I'm not going to go through the details with you. You can listen to the call yourself. The stock's breaking out along with the Dow, and I'll leave it at that. Here's a picture of the Dow, right? Has a lot of catching up to do. Broke out of a cup and handle this week, right? Okay. Not even at new highs yet. Before this whole thing is over, my guess is the Dow's making new highs. Okay? So those are my thoughts for the week. The secret that we see in armor portfolio stocks and what it means for the mechanical bull market is that the leadership is leading in an aggressive fashion. And that's bullish. All the rest is noise. Okay? If that starts to fail, then all of that noise becomes more relevant. Okay? Those are my thoughts for you. Let's get the questions and answers. Guys, what do you got for me? Anybody on? I know this is an odd time to um, have this discussion. Usually Saturdays, there's more of us, but I'm more than happy to go over questions any of you guys have. Thanks for listening. You, go, you dumped AG and work with a 9% gain. I'm not sure what you're saying there, Mark, but I'm glad you made money. It's true. We added shares of work to our portfolios. And I'll give you a chart pattern here. Okay. So we've had a long love affair with work. We originally bought the stock here on the um, uh, 8th of April. Okay. We sold some before the earnings announcement, the rest after booking a tidy profit. We've been looking for a new entry point and we added it yesterday to the portfolio. So we had a nice update today. We added it yesterday. Okay. But there is earnings coming up. And so I think it's in 12 days or something. They're going to have an earnings announcement. The problem last quarter is they said the small 
businesses in the country are suffering and are not using Slack as much. That's something like 20 to 25% of their revenue, and they don't know if they'll be able to make up for that with the big corporations that are spending a lot. All right, so not sure what we're going to do with this position come earnings. Depends on how high the stock. If the stock has already run in front of the number, we'll probably be booking some profits. Okay. Um, let's see. Rob. Thanks, Brett. Great money with Roku and GDX. Glad to hear it, my friend. How do you feel about RHP? Raymond Hospitality. A REIT investing in resort properties. I'm not an investor in, 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 that, in that type of name right now. Here's the chart. I'm just not buying nine relative strength stocks in here. I'm not buying these beat up patterns. There's too much overhead. And at the end of the day, the opportunity cost of money, it just doesn't make it worth my while. There's too much money to make in leadership stocks right now. So there's my thought for you on that. Um, let's see. Next idea. Not sure what that is, Lindsay. SRN, take a look. Okay, Sorrento Therapeutics. Um, no, I have no opinion on that one. You know, I'm only going to share with you guys. Look, when you ask me questions, I'm only going to share information that I think is valuable. If I don't know something, I'm just going to tell you I don't know. No, you know, it's just a question of integrity. I'm not going to make up stuff. So I can't help you on that one. Ethan, what are your thoughts about FSM? Yeah, um, there's, not, there's nothing wrong. I don't have any negative thoughts about Fortuna. There's definitely some positives there. I mean, there's just so many names, Ethan, I guess, that I can own in the space. You know, armor portfolios are anywhere between 35 and 45% long precious metals right now. Um, this is not one of those names, but you've got the right relative strength. You've got a nice pennant breakout that's going on. Um, nothing wrong. I have nothing. There's nothing wrong about it. Let's put it that way. And there could be a lot right. I'd have to do a little more digging. I know you're an armor insider, so I'll do a little digging and we could talk about it on Monday. Okay. John. Hey, how are you, my friend? Tell me what my thinking is on true leave. Okay. All right. I'm glad you asked me that question. Let's go to the cannabis couch for a minute. Um, I just saw a headline from Pinterest and I wanted to see what that was. They're terminating their lease. This is, see, this is going to happen all over the country. Companies are realizing the pandemic uh, um, paradigm shift in the economy that you don't need a big headquarters. Everybody works from home. Saves a company a ton of money. So I don't know what they're doing, but um, interesting. Okay. Uh, anyway, so getting back to the cannabis couch. Okay. Those of you who know, and I know, John, you do because you're an armor insider and you're part of this, we made a lot of money on grow generation. That was my play for US, uh, the U.S. cannabis business. Um, 
I always had a problem with the management team. I didn't like the management team, but I held my nose and bought the stock anyway because of the business model, which I think is unbelievable. Stock went from, you know, $3 and change up to 18 and change where we sold it. Okay. Um, I'm going to get the true leave. I know that's what you asked me. So what do I do now? First of all, on Grow Generation, what do I do? Where, where do I go for my U.S. cannabis exposure? I've got to have it. I think it's a massive investment opportunity. What are my choices? I can go with GrowGen, which has a sketchy management team. Um, I've avoided the U.S. MSOs because as a fiduciary, it's very difficult for me to tell people, go buy a stock that trades on the Canadian Stock Exchange that's dealing in a federally illegal product that forces them to pay um, onerous taxes under the IRS 280E platform. And so I know that this group always needs access to capital. They're growing like a weed, <laughs> okay? And so they need access to capital. They can't get it through banks. So they have to raise equity. So every time the stocks run up, it seems like they announce an equity deal. So it keeps a cap on the stocks. And so I've avoided them. Okay, now, in all fairness, I've missed a pretty big move in some of these names. Okay? And um, TrueLeave is, is one of them. So TrueLeave is one of my – it's always been – it's really a love-hate relationship with TrueLeave. I've always – this is TrueLeave here. I've always said in my, to anyone listening you know, over a year ago, I think TrueLeave is the number one U.S. MSO. They've locked up the Florida market, and I think the Florida market's one of the best markets in the country. They have a real smart chief executive in Kim Rivers, okay? Over a year ago, I um, got in the car, my dad and I got in the car, and we drove up to Tallahassee, and I sat down face-to-face -face with Kim, and we had a discussion all day about the prospects for True Leave and, and U.S. cannabis in general. And it was a phenomenal story. Um, I remember seeing and talking with the chef, the head chef for True Leaf. They have a huge facility for making edible cannabis products. This is interesting. This week, Florida approved edible products. True Leaf's been carrying overhead with no revenue for over a year, waiting for this ruling. So all of a sudden, that property, they have a huge facility to make uh, edible cannabis products. And a staff, they've already staffed up. They're ready to roll. So that cost center is going to become a profit center for them. So fundamentally, just a great idea. Um, there is a very bizarre story about Kim and her husband, really about her husband and the FBI and some nefarious activity. Um, I'm not going to go into it on the show. You can do your own research, pull it up. You can read the story. And so it always makes me a little concerned about owning a lot of that stock. I don't know if that shoe's ever going to drop. Okay, so do your own homework on that, and you can read up on it and make your own decision there. 
And I mean, no offense to anybody at True Leave. It's just a risk that I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to um, hedge it. I don't even know if it's a risk. So anyway, um, but I like True Leave. I've put True Leave. I, here, I'll show you the charts. I put True Leave and um, Green Thumb. Okay. And um, Cure Leaf and Cresco. Those are my favorite four names. Okay. And so if I'm going to own the space, those are the four stocks that I'm going to own. And if I'm going to own stocks trading on the CSE with all of these problems, I'm not going to own a lot of any one name. I'm going to own pieces of all four and that'll be my portfolio. Um, but anyway, I hope that answers your, your question. I put them on the whiteboard today. I haven't had them on the whiteboard in over a year and I'm going to start looking for entries again because I may want to do that instead of GrowGen. I may want to do that and GrowGen, but do all of them small enough so that no one position can blow me up. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Maybe 10% of the portfolio should be invested in this space. I'm just thinking, I'm not telling you what to do, just my head and armor portfolios. And so maybe I spread out the 10% in five names. There's my thought for you. Okay. Okay. SK, you're in, you're in AGQ. Is silver headed up? I hope so, my friend. Right. I hope so. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it seems to me that $35 is at the very least is in the cards and we're looking for 50. If we get it, great. If it hits a stop, we're out. That's all I can say to you on that. Uh, and, and I guess I could say this, you know, if you want to take a look at uh, this chart here. What's the stop on AGQ for me would be the 25 day moving average. If it stays above the 25 day and it's in this pennant, you'd, I'd stay with it. Right. And you're looking for a breakout, the top side. If it breaks down below the pennant, taking out the 25 day moving average, I'd step aside. That's all. That's all you got to do. All right. Any thoughts on W Wayfair? Gabriel, how are you, my friend? Another Armor Insider. Glad to have you. Um, there's the chart of Wayfair. And I mean, I've totally missed this idea, obviously. So what I would need is a whole nother consolidation or a pullback to the 50 day moving average or something like that to put the position on. But not, nothing to do right here. Quail Hollow, did you get a new puppy? <laughs> That's why I'm going to be off the desk tomorrow. I'm going to pick up the puppy tomorrow. I'll be more than happy to share her with you next Saturday. Um, okay, let's take a look at uh, next question. Looks like A R N A. Ooh, look at that chart pattern. Well, maybe I got to do some research on that. That's a beautiful little rectangle breaking out the top side. William O'Neill thinks it's a pivot right here at 70. That's a nice looking chart pattern. Um, protein couple receptors for drugs, metabolic. I mean, look, I'm, you know, I don't know anything about the company. You're asking me about the chart pattern. It looks, it looks reasonable. I'd have to do some research on it to give you any more information. Uh, 
Um, let's see. I did. I hit 1,700 subscribers. All right. Thanks. Thank you all. Thank you all for making this channel possible and, and sharing your time with me. It makes me a better investor and me a better trader. So I really appreciate your effort coming here every day, asking these questions and, and forcing me to, to practice what I preach. Okay. Um, <laughs> when's Layla coming back on the armor report? Uh, she's, she's ready. She'd like to come back. I know my son wants to say hello, so he might pop in. Okay. Uh, Rob, um, Facebook is a leader right now. Okay. Facebook. Whoops. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, Facebook is a leader. I mean, I've just skipped Facebook, you know, for no, no good reason, really. I've just, not a name. I just never seem to invest in the stock. I don't know why, you know, I don't know why, but it's, it was a great entry point in here. I missed it. The thing is ripping higher and it's quite frankly leading even, you know, Google, right. And Netflix, it's doing better than the other FANG stocks. So that stock looks great. I can't add to it here. I wouldn't buy it here, but if I owned it, you know, let it run, you know, just let it run. Slowing down at, you know, at all, but I guess Rob, you know, this is what I would say. I don't know if it's going to slow down or not, right? Nobody does. So all I would do is put a um, look, looking here at the trailed stops. You've got the nine-day moving average, the 14, the 25, and the 50. Those are the four moving averages I use, depending on the type of portfolio I'm running, how aggressive I want to be, all those type of thoughts. So right now, it's not near any of them, and it's not even near. That's five standard deviation. Let's put the four down just to be reasonable. All right. So I might book a, a, a profit if it got to four standard deviations. But even if we, if we look back at Facebook, it doesn't even get there usually. Four looks like it's way too big for that stock. So let's do this instead. And this is just eyeballed, guys. You could do this on your own using a, a Bollinger Band. Look. Look, it looks like three standard deviations is, is the number to look for. Look at that. See all the way back here, it touches three standard deviations, ran up and then gapped down. That's interesting. So um, if I go back and look, I would say, okay, if, oh, there it is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It looks like three standard deviations tends to be the place where um, Facebook takes a break and it blew through it this week. It doesn't have to go down right away, but, you know, I like to find a moving average, a uh, uh, I like to look for a standard deviation that works. You have to look at each stock separately and find the one that works. You're using the 200-day moving average as the average, a standard 200-day moving average, and you're looking three to five standard deviations above it. And when it hits it, you book some profit. That's just the armor investing way of protecting capital and taking some gains. So you don't have to sell at all, but just eyeballing Facebook this second, I would say, okay, great. Made some good money. Take something off the table there. Whatever, 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever makes you comfortable. There's nothing to say it's slowing down. It's just when you get that far away from the 200-day on this particular stock, it tends to be somewhere near the top. Even if it goes up for another month, you're, you're, you're somewhere around it. So nice to reduce. What is the plan if Biden wins? <laughs> I'm going to try to keep, I'm going to try to stay away from politics because I, I can get real worked up about it. But I would say, 
Um, I would say we should own a certain part of our portfolio should be long U.S. cannabis investments. That's the single best way to hedge a portfolio. I mean, the rest of the, of the market might be falling apart, but the U.S. cannabis stock should go through the roof if that happens. And that's why I'm trying to figure out how can I get 10% of my portfolio there as a hedge. Um, take a look. I got nothing for you on INPX. No information for you there. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, thank you, Politics for Dummy, for helping me out there. That's right. I don't really talk about those stocks that are, that are in the weeds like that. All right. All right. Um, let's wrap up, guys. Any more thoughts here? Okay, thoughts on Coca-Cola. KO. Last couple of questions, guys. Throw them up there. I'll answer them, and then we'll wrap this up. We've got about five minutes left. Try to keep this to an hour. Uh, Coca-Cola. You know, not a bad chart pattern, but again, I just, I'll just keep saying it. Um, it bears repeating, I think. I'm staying with the leadership. I'm not rotating to stocks that are lagging behind. I just don't have any interest there. 32 relative strength doesn't interest me at all. Now, take a look at that chart and then take a look at Disney. So everything is an opportunity cost of money. It's the same type of big cap company where maybe you feel you have some safety or whatnot. I don't know. But Disney's already trading above its 200-day and 50-day moving average. And the relative strength is double Coca-Cola's. It's just, I, what's the catalyst? And that's the other thing you have to ask yourself. What's the catalyst that's going to drive Coke higher? I don't just buy stocks because maybe they go higher. There's got to be a reason. What's driving their business? The pandemic paradigm shift in the, in, the, in the economy is driving Disney's business. People thought it's a negative for Disney. It's going to end up being a positive. And then when people start going back to the parks, that's just going to double their growth. You know, not double it, but you know what I'm saying? Like increase what's already growing. What's compelling about Coke? I'd ask you to ask yourself that question. If you come up with a good answer, let me know. Thank you about that. I'm glad to have you. You're looking at Boeing, huh? Ethan's looking at Boeing. Ethan, it's the same chart pattern though, man. You know, what? It's a 13 relative strength and it's just flatlining. So what's the... What gets Boeing to go up? What's the catalyst? You've got to, I've, I've, you know, here's something I like to say, you know, in the armor investing way, it breaks down into three stages. Build your whiteboard, use your algorithms for uh, entry points, your, your quantitative side, and then your risk management part. That's the third stage, using stop losses, right? And um, there's, when I'm building my whiteboard, there's three basic um, um, steps that I take to do it. One is a William O'Neill style of investing, momentum, leadership, earnings, those types of things. I look for dynamic companies. The second thing, no particular order, but the second thing, what I like to say is I look for turnaround stories. 
which are basically value ideas for a reason. I don't just buy value. I buy value for a reason. What's the turnaround that's going to get it to go? So if you can come up with some real reason that's legitimate that Boeing is about to get up and go, then maybe that chart's worth something. But until we come up with a real uh, you know, reason, I, I don't see it. All right, guys, I really appreciate your time today. I hope you guys have a great weekend. There's lots of fun this week. I look forward to seeing all of you insiders again on Monday, and we'll get back at it, okay? And we'll have a puppy. All right, guys, I'll see you all on Monday. Take care. Larry, how are you? Great. <laughs>